Hi there, and welcome to the Creative Operations Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Groom, and in this podcast, we'll be talking with creative operations leaders in all kinds of industries, from franchising to finance, from healthcare to hospitality and beyond. We'll be looking to uncover best practices and to see trends that are coming to help you keep your creative operations on brand and on budget at the same time. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of Creative Operations Podcast 2.0. We are very pleased today to be speaking with Scott Schmidt. He's the Creative Operations Director at PwC. So a great deal of of, uh, interesting topics to cover, particularly as we head toward the in-house agency forum, which is a um, uh, an event uh, that's held every year by the by the forum for uh, creative ops leaders from around the country and actually I think around the globe now. So Scott, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Absolutely. So our listeners love to hear a little bit about, you know, journeys into creative operations, where you were coming from and how you ended up really driving creative operations for a brand like PwC. So tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, I'm happy to. Uh, I mean, I started out a long time ago uh, at Hofstra University uh, as an economics major, really. um, Not sure how we even got to that. That wasn't really a plan, but I ended up with a, a pretty prestigious company beforehand, Bear Stearns, um, and I was there. Unfortunately, they're no longer in business. So we'll mm-hmm. get to that. But um, I was—I started there on their web team in marketing, just kind of project managing, learning, you know, about the web, about the creative side. There were no creative teams per se back then, so it was more of you know just their digital presence, uh, both internet and and the. Uh, internet sites. And I was there. It was a real good place to work. I was there for about 10 years. And mm. then that was when the financial crisis hit. Um, so I kind of jumped ship as it was going down and, and landed at PwC. And I've been there ever since, uh, almost 15 years. Mm. There, again, even then, uh, when I started, there was no notion or, you know, it was very early on in the idea of creative teams. I was on the online team then, kind of keeping that direction going. And after a few years at PwC, um, it came to really start to make sense to form a creative team because we had a few different teams that did similar creative work. And we had all of our stakeholders going to, you know, all these different people, the online team, a design team, uh, you know, video team for creative needs. So instead of having, you know, all all of our internal stakeholders go to these different teams, why not have one point of contact and form a creative team? Um, And when that team formed, you know, I kind of positioned myself in in a good spot with my project management background, uh, the creative type background to, to lead that team. And it's been... I think almost eight years and it's, it's been great and we've been quite successful. You mentioned the IHF and I just have to give a little plug to our team because we won the IHF, the agency of the year last year. Um, and I think it's just, you know, I I don't take much credit for that. It's really, we have an amazing team and a lot of very talented people. So, um, you know, it's a pretty straight journey, unlike maybe some others that have all sorts of different, um, you know, stops along the way, but, um, it's it's been great. 
You know, the couple of proud brands are both Hofstra. Um, we yeah. used to work, um, one of our systems was running for a competitor with Hofstra out in the Long Island environment um, called Adelphi. And yeah. we always saw Hofstra as sort of the big brother, you know, in that in that market. And it was a really disciplined brand experience. Back at a time when I think colleges weren't so, you know, disciplined about their, their branding. And, and Bear Stearns, um, just uh, famous for their kind of parsimonious nature, right? Uh, right. I forget I think it was Abe Green. A. A. Greenberg. There we go. Um, uh, Was just famous for being really, really, you know, tough with the budgets. Um, And so to live in that environment and be able to perform in what must have been a stressful environment is, uh, you know, probably great preparation for what happened at PwC. let me ask you a question though about project management because you know this is one of the things that we've seen. We work with lots and lots of in-house agencies and every time we run into one there's a different project management or workflow management tool whether that's Workfront or Rike or Trello whatever. And there's passions that run really high around that. Have you guys found that as you brought all your different teams together to create one? How was it what was it like to try and find a single platform or or did you find a single platform yeah. to work across all? Well, we, yeah, we did. And yeah, there were, everybody used something a little bit different. I mean, some of it was, you know, a lot of it was just back then. I mean, eight years ago, some were just using spreadsheets or just taking requests via forms or emails. There was a homegrown tool. We, as soon as the team formed, you know, we, we knew that we had to get to one single tool. So we got to search the landscape and, and found one that we built out, you know, back in 2014. And it, it took a long time to really get it into a position that it was working well for us. Because when you come together as a team, you don't know all of the processes that you were ultimately going to have. So we, we built it out. In fact, we built it out maybe a little bit uh, more complex than we needed to, um, mm-hmm. because that's what we thought we needed to do. Find out that we had to kind of scale it back. Um, but there were definitely strong opinions for a long time. They didn't want to leave it. The, you know, for years there was still talk about uh, the, the same tool, and eventually we got to a, a you know a steady state, and we continue to grow it even today. Wow. You know, it, it's uh, as a SaaS vendor, we see that too, right? Sometimes we'll see. Um, uh, teams that are leaving a local marketing tool uh, like ours for us, you know, so really making a switch. And the the extent to which uh, pre-existing systems kind of last doesn't stretch just over a quarter or two. Sometimes it stretches for years. You know, when you when you think about what you're what you guys were looking for in terms of the softer side of a workflow kind of tool, what were your criteria? What was driving you to 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 get everybody on the same page with the tool? Well, it was really the collaboration, the op- the ability to work together because we had, you know, now we have five different verticals um, and we know they're not all going to work the same, but it's the be able to have everything in a single place, a, you know, a, a system of record. And that was the most important thing that it was, it could not only you know, have the team work together or work separately when appropriate and also gather the metrics for our leadership that showed that we could prove that we are, you know, one of the things um, that's very important for an in-house agency is proving your value because yeah. why wouldn't we just hire somebody externally not have to worry about it? And it happens. Yeah. It happened recently to a big brand. Uh, so the metrics are very important and it's always been very important to us. And, you know, what we stressed to our team was we want to make this tool work for you. 
We don't mm-hmm. want you to have to change your style of work to fit the platform. So we want to be able to have a tool that's flexible and we can make adjustments. You know, everybody's going to have to make some kind of uh, adjustment in how they work, but we want to make that the, you know, minimally and really have something that's flexible enough that can fit the work styles of our team and what we need to do. Got it. You know, it, it's, um, uh, I would think that that notion of having the tool fit the workflow as opposed to the workflow fitting the tool gets more and more complicated too, as you have to cover not just digital, although it sounds like you, you guys really, or you yourself were focused digitally at first, but talk a little bit about the marketing mix and how you have to, you know, span not just teams, but media types with a single tool. Are there issues that, that arise there and, and how are things going in terms of marketing mix for you guys? Well, yeah, I mean, it's digital is one component, but yeah, it's, you know, we have a very diverse team in in terms of what the work that we do. So at times we need to find integrations with other tools and we have to be flexible in allowing that. So it's always a delicate balance of, you want to have that system of record that everybody, you know, works towards and puts their work in, but we have to be flexible in, in making it available to integrate with other tools that are necessary for each team to do their work. So for instance, our video team uh, works with a, a vendor that has a proprietary tool they wanted to connect to. So yeah. we found a way to connect to that. So they didn't have to input in two different places. You don't want to have it connecting to, you know, 20 different things. You have to find the, the right balance. And it, it's definitely a struggle at times, right? Um, it, it's not the easiest thing, but we've, we found a pretty good balance. And look, we, we want everybody to be happy. Right. We want everybody to be in the tool every day, loving it. But we know the reality that designers and, and other creative folks, they want to do what they're best at. They don't necessarily yeah. want to be in there. So we strive for making everybody happy, knowing that we're not always going to make every person completely happy to be in it. So yeah, I got it. You know, it, it's so funny. We um, um, we work with designers a lot and, and we, we have seen a, a real loyalty deep emotional loyalty to the Adobe Creative Suite, you know, with a lot of traditional vendors, or sorry, additional uh, traditional uh, designers. Um, We've seen them really um, uh, build their lives, their working lives around that one tool. And so when we created uh, an import tool to go straight from InDesign into a platform, all of a sudden, so many levels of resistance just began to fall away. Not because our tool had fundamentally changed, but mostly because we had made a change management issue go away on their side. And all of a sudden, you know, we you find happiness starts to emerge, even though you're not perfect. Enough a level of happiness arrives that that allows you to, you know, to proceed forward and start planning. I would assume that you guys now are creating technology planning horizons for yourself and your and your platforms that last over a year or two years or three years. Is that true? You've got a, that kind of roadmap? We, we do. I mean, it's, you know, being in such a big, big firm, um, there's some things that are kind of pushed towards us that we don't have control over. So mm-hmm. as much as we can, we try and look ahead and, and plan and find ways to uh, stay with the tools that we have while embracing the the change that we're given. We're you know changing platforms. The the mail and you know the the, the work suite that we have is in the mm-hmm. midst of changing. Um, so some integrations that we had before now we have to to you know change to this new platform. So it's finding um, kind of the right mix of trying to plan the best we can for what we need while embracing when you work for a large company like this, 
Um, you kind of have to just, you know, follow, follow the guide, follow, you know, what they're, um, switching to and embrace it. And so a, a whole new kind of nimbleness on top of all the other ways in which you need to be nimble. Yes. I got you. So let me let me um, pivot a little bit from platforms, because, of course, platforms are important, but they're really just tools to get the real job done, which is executing and activating a brand. I want to talk a little bit about brand, because it, it seems to me you said you were covering five different verticals. And, and given the scope of PwC, the global scope of it, I would think that the that that multiplies across many different regions and and markets. How is it, how, how do you guys sort of keep an eye on overall quality around brand voice and brand consistency when you've got that range of content, that mix of marketing um, activations to, to keep an eye on all at the same time? How do you go about doing that? Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a good question. And you, you mentioned, you know, it's a very, PwC has a very strong brand. And yeah. I think it's just become part, it's embedded in the in everyday work. So it's not Oh wait, did we, you know, go through a brand review? It's in every step of the process with the designers. Um, so it's not, it's not an afterthought. So it's embedded in, in the day to day work. It's, it, it, you know, I'm not saying it's, it's not a concern, but it's not, um, something we worry a tremendous amount about on a day to day basis, um, f- within our team. Uh, of course, issues arise, um, especially when something is created outside of our team. Yeah. That we're not aware of, which again, in such a big uh, firm, it, it, it happens. But we have people that are, you know, one person in particular that's dedicated, whose job is to make sure that things are being brand compliant. Um, we have brand training that we do, very specific, thorough brand training for all new, you know, current vendors. And when a new one comes on, they have to go through a brand compliance um, exercise. So they understand the brand very well. They can apply it. And, um, you know, it's just very embedded in, in the work that we do every day. I love the notion of a brand exercise where you're not just looking at the old brand book or brand binder, you know, yeah. that you actually are, are um, being challenged to figure out how to execute the brand, um, you know, in a compliant way. It's a it's a really uh, it, it does not surprise me at all that an organization like PwC uh, w- would execute in that way. Um the um, do you ever find that um, the brand compliance officer? It sounds like you have somebody who really plays that role. Yeah. Kind of begins to bottleneck things because there's only one of them, and given the scale of your work, or has it really smoothed out? Yeah, it's pretty smooth. I think it's more of uh, coming as needed when you know it's our our design team, our, our the, the the video team, all the folks within the team know the brand well, so it's not like. They need to go to somebody to say, is this compliant? They know they're, they are very well trained and, and very well, you know, understand the brand very well. So gotcha. it's more of an ad hoc situation where we'll bring this person in. This is something that's a little bit, you know, in the gray area and, and how can that be addressed? And that's where we have somebody that, that can really assist there whose expertise is wise in the compliance. Gotcha. Gotcha. A question for you and sort of the split between marketing and sales. You know, I would think that you guys, do you guys do sales support as well as sort of marketing support? Well, so the majority of what we do is marketing, but it's not, it's the pursuit of new work. So once, Uh yeah, so there's a portion of our team that's dedicated to helping make the pursuits and what we call pursuits of of new business um, to make them look as good as they can, to make things that 
you know, at a large consulting company aren't always the most exciting topics at first glance, make them really a lot more interesting. So we have a set of a portion of our team, the designers that focus on that as well. That's um, so different yeah. from, you know, kind of the long artillery of, of print advertising or, or web advertising or, 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 or uh, broadcast to really be close in and supporting a message. It might stretch across presentation decks of, you know, dozens upon dozens of pages. I can see where that workflow tool has to really span a gamut uh, that's pretty Pretty darn broad. For sure. um, so uh, and, you know, we used to work at Capgemini, Ernst & Young, back when the two were brought together. Um, and we found that the sales team not only had different workflows, um, but a different language entirely, you know, and, and also much more input on the copy, you know, that would be going into documents yeah. um, or, or executions. Then, uh, then we would see in advertising. Do you guys sort of face that where you've got the sales team really micromanaging the content around? Yeah, specific it's, there's a, yeah it's, a, it's a definitely a different feel. It's a different experience for the marketing designers versus the pursuit designers. It, there's, you know, it's a different pressure. It's yeah, a different kind of level yeah. of yeah. I, I think I can do this myself. So let me tell you what yeah. to do. And that's <laughs> where you know you try and find that balance of. You know, we know this is an important pursuit. It's for millions of dollars, um, but let's try and find a balance of let me let me show you why I'm here and why I'm valuable to you. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so again, proving the value, and, and clearly, you guys have have uh, have succeeded in that. You know, when, a long time ago, we wrote a post called uh, "The In-House Agency Cometh," and back then, this was a couple of years, I guess, the number of major brands that had moved to an in-house model, at least partially, was somewhere above sixty, and now I think it's above seventy-five, or right. it closing in on seventy-five percent. So you guys are clearly on the leading edge of a trend, uh, and, and in a super difficult environment. Um, last question for you, because you've really been generous with your time. Um, I wanted to just check in with you on this notion of hybrid work. Um, and, you know, given the fact that you're covering a broad range already, uh, both media types and verticals and, and industry business units, um, are, is your team distributed or do you guys really coalesce around a physical location or how do, how do you guys handle that? And how has it changed since pandemic uh, came what? upon us? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's, it hasn't really changed much, to be honest. So the way that we, one of the reasons the creative teams formed was because we were, we had people in all different cities kind of supporting local markets. Yeah. Um, and they were location based in, instead of skills based. And it became clear that you don't need to be in a certain location and support mm -hmm. your local stakeholder there. But our team was distributed and it didn't need to change. We didn't need to move people. So before the pandemic happened, we were already, I think we have over 110 folks in, I believe, 35 different cities. And so we've, we had, I think of all, you know, all the companies that so many companies that dealt with issues kind of changing and, and going to Zoom, we were there already. We were already collaborating virtually for many years. Um, so the, the fact that we have people across the country, um, it, it gives us the opportunity to expand skills and, and not have to worry about, you know, we need a person in this specific location. Um, and, and we have PwC provided the tools, provided the, the technology, the equipment to allow, you know, people to do work from home. So we have, we do have people, some people in the office, especially in the New York office. The team satisfaction is very high. 
we're always trying to improve it um, and, and make sure people are happy and, and able to work efficiently and collaboratively. Um, you know, I'm sure being in person at times would be, you know, it, it is great when we can do it, when we can come into in person, collaborate, it does happen. We do try and get together when possible, but it's, it's something that we've been very fortunate that we were ready in a position where, where we were ready for to work, you know, virtually. Once again, on the leading edge of a trend, you know, we're a tiny team over at at, uh, at Pike and I compar- comparatively. But what, what we found was um, setting up multi-day retreats every so often, might be once a year, might be once a quarter, uh, but really trying to give people not so much the opportunity to, you know, solve a given project or what have you, because like you, we often find that they're fully capable of doing that from wherever. But really the, the, uh, the team bonding and team cohesion it seems to me is the thing we have to be careful not to lose track of. Um, and, and if you do that, then the, the hybrid world really starts to become more remote than hybrid uh, and with no loss in, in productivity or efficiency or quality, uh, which, is, uh, which is good news, I think, for all you creatives out there who are thinking about, you know, uh, talking to Scott about working for his agency. <laughs> it's for sure. I mean, I mean, we try to do when, especially during the pandemic, what could we do to get together virtually, yeah for a happy hour or whatever yeah. it was, a coffee chat so yeah. that we can all just get together. We don't have to you know, talk about work. Let's really try and mimic as much as possible getting together in person. There, you can't replace being in person 100%. So when there is the opportunity, we encourage that. And, and I certainly do with my team. And I feel like I have a good thing here. Uh, I, have, I have two young children and the flexibility that I have where I am is off the charts um, in terms of being able to be there for them and my and my family. You know, it's been it's been really a pleasure to be where I am. Congratulations to, to all of you guys on the Agency of the Year Award. You know, uh, clearly well-deserved. And thank you for taking time here. Uh, you know, we, we really appreciate it. Uh, and we think uh, the, the listeners are going to love it too. So thanks and have a great rest of the day. You too. Thank you. It was my pleasure.